Good morning, good morning. You're listening to The Garden Line on the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jenna Barr, hanging out this morning with Mike Wiggins. So please get those questions in this morning, 850-437-1620. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's do it. Before we start, before we start, um, I don't know if you noticed, Jenna, walking into the studio today. Okay. Did you see the beautiful iris that are blooming? Today I did not. I walked in about 30 seconds ago, so my brain was, we got to go see Mike. <laughs> I was stuck in that terrible traffic. Oh, I know you were. You... Uh, I went 10 in Davis, but um, I will look on my way out today, I promise. They look, to me, they always look like little orchids. They're just beautiful blooms, and it's just full of buds. So isn't that interesting? I see and mine a lot at home, of blooming. Mine at home is doing the same thing. Really? Yeah, it really is. Is that normal, even like throughout this cold weather i'm a little surprised i really am surprised but um i, I think that may be just what they do i i have my iris in a big pot and it has really gotten large with a lot of um foliage which is really kind of pretty in yeah. itself but um the blooms are they send out these long scapes with these blooms on them and it's just absolutely gorgeous and I just noticed someone outside the studio today, and it's looking good. We are doing all right in the gardening department here. <laughs> We're at doing News very Radio. good, very good. <laughs> I am. Um, thank you. Um, since you are the host of the garden line, I think you should take total credit for the um the landscaping at, at, around the studio, which looks pretty good because even some of the sasanquas that were planted when we did the redo in front of the station. Yeah have still there's still a few lingering blooms not many but a few i noticed that the other day i was on the phone and i was kind of pacing back and forth and i noticed that so yeah. and that's normal for this time of year as well oh sure sure it's almost they're almost done they're almost done. all the almost camellias done. and and um cycles are just about done blooming but it's been a great season for them it really has Oh, absolutely. Again, exactly. 850-437-1620. Starting to see those questions rolling. I promise to get to them, but we want to kick off the show. Mike, what do you have Let's for us this Let's kick off the week? show with this. I, it's really interesting. I got this um, text from um, Daniel Leonard, uh, who I don't know, Mr. Leonard. He's an extension agent in Calhoun County talking about the cold weather in North Florida this year. And his question was, is this colder than normal um, in the answer to his own question was the answer might surprise you because he analyzes the cold weather um, in terms of chilling hours and chilling hours as we all know are temperatures below 45 degrees and when it comes to a lot of plants they need a certain amount of chilling hours especially your fruit trees peaches plums pears um, even citrus, to, to some extent, they need they the need chilling. that little bit of dormant time just to set okay. their buds. There's no question about it. So, too little cold can be just as harmful. He is saying than too much cold. So here's the question: As cold as we've been, or I feel like we've been in January and early February, he says we're still lagging behind um, in respect to chilling hours. As of February 6th, we've had 512 chilling hours, okay? Now, the average um, is, um, this time of year, um, is last, well, last year we had 554 chilling hours at that same time last year, which was, I think, the 1st of February. And over the historic average, it's been over 750. So it looks like we are... In av on average here, we are warming up. 
So really? what do you do? So what do you do? Um, here's, here's just things. There are a lot of things you can do. The thing you can do is pick some plants that take less chili hours. That's, I mean, that's an obvious here. Um, and he brings up the blueberry. And we've talked about blueberries a lot on our show. What a great plant it is. Beautiful foliage, great fruit, that type of thing. And over the years, we planted a um, variety called Tiff Blue. Tiff Blue blueberries. It's a basic. It's been for years. But it requires six to 700 hours or chilling hours. So he's saying don't plant that one. Plant a new variety or another variety called Powder Blue blueberries which has much less chilling hours requirements because he said a lot of the tiff blue blueberries over the past couple of years just haven't had as much fruit as they normally would have. So the whole answer to this warming up of temperatures is to pick those varieties that take less chilling hours. And we've really dealt with that for years. Um, if you go to Publix and want to buy an apple, a, a red delicious apple, that takes well over a thousand hours chilling hours. You can't do it in Pensacola. So what do you do? You plant Anna apples or Einsheimer apples. Some people call those Israeli apples, which take much less chilling hours and will produce well in North Florida. And one last thing, um, in the orange tree business, if you will, um, down in South Florida, if you remember, we had the extreme cold. And so that whole industry kind of moved um, a little further south. Now that we're warming up, that whole industry is moving a little further north. So it's, it's just really very, very interesting. So if you're going to go plant, especially if you're in the fruit tree business, as I say, peaches, plums, pears, that type of thing, um, call the county agent or even look on the Internet because every tree, every variety takes different chilling hours, and you want to get it right for Pensacola. So... That's the deal. It looks like it's getting a little bit warmer, and we just have to adjust. Listen, I, I love the cold weather. I love it. Paul doesn't like that so much. Paul, Our friend Paul, he'll be joining us next week, actually. Uh, <laughs> but he said that, that who, who, who gave you that report? That was from a gentleman called Daniel Leonard. Daniel Leonard. Okay, so it was from Daniel Leonard, Paul, not the devil. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure that you heard that correctly. Oh, do I do I understand that Paul may not agree <laughs> with Mr. Leonard? Paul is Mr. Summer, is what I'm pretty sure. He's Mr. Sunshine. He wants to like boil himself. Um, I like some transition. I will say these days, like mostly being a runner. And so you can really Mr. Wiggins, we want to yes. be outside. And if yes, it's cold like this, it's different. I don't really like it because that wet cold when you run is not great. No. No. Uh, so I totally am okay with it starting to war gradually warm up. But uh, for the sake, of course, of our our plants, you know, we have to not be so selfish. I understand. <laughs> we'll allow it to still be cold. But, yeah, that was Daniel Leonard, just to reiterate in case anybody heard devil. Uh, but... It will warm up. Um, <laughs> there are some texts coming in, 850-437-1620. Let's get to uh, one before we have to, uh, one or two before we go take a break. Is it a good time to plant new irises in the ground? Yeah. Oh, yes, I think so. Oh, no question. Um, this is a great time to plant a lot of plants, all your basic foundation plants and that type of thing. I would say absolutely. Now, you've got, of course, you've got to be careful not to plant your 
tropicals, you know, hibiscus and mandevilla and all. Much too early for that. Much too early for a lot of your summer vegetables. It's too early for that. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But, no, I think if you could find some real pretty iris like that, I think it would be fine to plant and, um, and enjoy. I have really enjoyed mine, and um, I think um, our texture would enjoy it too. So, yes, I'd plant them. Okay, excellent. And let's get to one more. We have a, a few seconds here. Uh, will a wisteria destroy your septic tank? Is that a loaded question? I don't know. Or if depending it's a, where it's planted? You know, I, I would think so. I have never heard of that happening. Wisteria is, is, a, is a plant that um, a lot of people like. You know, it'll grow up trees and that type of thing. And um, it'll bloom. It kind of blooms at it in its own um whim if you will I mean you really can't predict when it's going to bloom how long it's going to take and that type of thing but insofar as its root system um, in, and um, bothering a septic tank I may not be the guy to answer that one I have never heard of that happening never heard of anybody complaining about that from a wisteria so no I, I, I'm, I'm going to guess no right but uh, I think the thing to do is to call them um, call the septic tank folks and ask them if they've had those kind of problems. I think that's what I would do. Oh, yeah. And, of course, like if you have a septic tank and you're plan planning on doing some gardening, planting, putting some new trees in, talk to your septic tank sure. friends and uh, ask them what's the distance to plant, too. I think that's yeah. good advice. Uh, we've had some disasters. I don't know if I, if I started, I would blow your mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where they had to dig up our, we were in our old house and one day the water started backing up like into everything the sinks the bathtubs everything and so they thought my kids had stuffed something down the toilet well apparently years ago when they redid the house and the plumbing they didn't cap it properly so it was open and a tree root grew into oh, wow. the septic or into wow. the, the the pipe and just was like literally growing into the house so when they finally dug it up i'm telling you it was about three and a half feet long of roots inside it was i was like you tried to believe my kids look at that but so yes it is better to ask those questions there you go in case you want nightmares tonight eight five zero four it sounded like a horror movie it really <laughs> it really, really was did. it was mostly cleaning up what was coming into right. the house uh hey we have more here for you on the garden line eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Lindsay with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Uh, what'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day in Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at swmedspa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day in Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit swmedspa.com. 
here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. This Sunday, it's the Crew of Rex Mardi Gras Parade. Join your friends on Pensacola Beach for an afternoon of Mardi Gras fun. The parade rolls at 2. Enjoy a 50-minute narrated tour of the historic area of downtown Pensacola in a fully enclosed, heated, and air-conditioned trolley, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 and 2. More at visitpensacola.com. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. Listening to the Garden Line on News Radio 923 and AM 1620. Mike Wiggins is here to answer all your questions. And like I mentioned, next week our friend Paul is joining us. Um, we'll make sure that he doesn't bash winter too much. <laughs> <laughs> he has so much wisdom always to give. Um, 850-437-1620 is the number to text or call. Uh, here is a question. Okay, so our listener says we have a ton of different fruit trees on our property. Should we remove all the fruit or at least attempt to remove all the fruits before we start warming up? I wouldn't. I'd leave them on there. I really would. And, uh, you know, go ahead and harvest what you can. What kind, I wonder what kind of trees they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we talking, you know, peach, plum, pears? Are we? Is it citrus or? Uh, right. I wonder, I wonder what. Is I'm it? seeing yeah. a lot of citrus all over the place. It's right. it's beautiful. Oh, it is, and, and no question. Will it rot though if it starts if you don't pick it before? It... Sometimes it'll, it'll fall, but you can you know you, okay. if, if it's if it's past its day and it's rotting, obviously pick them off. But right, right, right. I, I, I would be careful. I'm doing it right now. I really would. Okay. I am. Um, I think I'd leave them on there. Unless, like you say, it's just past their time and you want to start over, you can do that too. Sure. Excellent. Uh, 850-437-1620. How do I get my garden soil tested? Great question. Great question. Um, you can go to the County Extension Service and they will have a little kit and you can take the soil and they will send it. I think they send it to Chipley, if you want to, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And they will send you back a report, which not only tells you, it tells you two important things. One, the pH of the soil. And the next thing is the fertilization requirements for the soil. Um, now, if this is for a lawn, um, that's critical because you need to know what type of grass you have in relation to the pH that um, comes back, the results from your test. If it's a vegetable garden, um, it will also tell you about the pH and whether you need to add lime or not. Um, I, I've always said in Pensacola, a lot of the results that come back from soil tests are the same. It shows us with a relatively low pH, and if you've got a St. Augustine lawn or going to grow a vegetable garden, put some lime in it, spread some lime out, no question about it. That's a good thing to do. And on your fertilizer, 
it will come back for a lawn. I've seen so many of them, and, and I'm going to say a large percentage say use a 1648 or a 1608 for your fertilizer, and then a lower nitrogen, higher phosphate and potash fertilizer for your vegetable garden. Those are generally the results that come back from the soil test. But it's always good to know exactly what you've got. So I would contact um, our friend Carol Lord, and she can walk you through the, um, how to do it to get that soil test and get those numbers that you know what to, how to react. Oh, excellent. And uh, we'll have Carol on here soon, too, a whole room full of experts uh, to add the extra opinions. Oh, no, it'd be great to have Carol. She is so good. Amazing. So, uh, again, you said the county extension office. Yes. Okay. Yes, call the county extension office, and um, they'll tell you exactly how to do it. Okay, very good. It's 922 here. You're listening to The Garden Line. I'm Jenna Barr hanging out with Mike Wiggins. Um, Here's a question. Bear with me. So uh, they were wondering if this question was already asked today, but guess what? It hasn't. So you're the first. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Uh, So what can I do to work towards the best outcome for a weed-free St. Augustine lawn this year? What do I use and when do I use it? Well, that's a very timely question Mm -hmm. because here we are. Um, around the 15th of February and that is the date we always say be thinking very very seriously about putting on your pre-emergence weed control right now Um, but I'll say right now you don't have to do it this afternoon (laughs) but middle of February to the beginning of March I think is the best time to do it and you may have to repeat it in about eight weeks or so before it gets too hot but then you'll just have to see how your grass has come out of dormancy and the weed situation then. But that pre-emergence is going to hopefully inhibit the summer weeds, dollar weed, Florida pusley, all those grasses, I mean, all those weeds from, from coming up. That's, that's the object. Um, you need to do the basics, sharpen that lawnmower blade, be sure that lawnmower is on high, don't scalp the lawn. If we hit a dry period, it's going to be time to kind of start watering as we get into March. So you have to do all of those things. But then you need to, as we get into April, then you want to fertilize that St. Augustine. You want to fertilize it with um, a good 16-0-8. That's the thing to do. Also, just like in like the um, texture said a minute ago in regards to getting that soil test, if you haven't put any lime on your St. Augustine in the last, say, two years, I would go ahead and do that. About one bag for every 1,000 square feet. But remember the old garden line rule. Never put the lime on within two weeks of putting your fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Now, you can put the fertilizer first. doesn't make any difference which goes first. But I would certainly go ahead and probably do the lime first because you need to wait on the fertilization. You don't want to rush it. And the last thing you want to do, Jenna, what do we tell people not to buy insofar as fertilization and weed control? The combo package. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. You can just do the Don't show. supersize it. You don't need me and Carol and Paul. <laughs> you just, Jenna, you got There's it. There's some things. I even tell my family, there is some random information stored up here. Well, we've said, it so, many times, said it so many times. I'm not a big fan of the um, weed and feed fertilizers. And you go to your garden center and it's stacked to the roof. It looks convenient. It looks the thing to do. But you need to get that pre-emergence for a weed killer on there now. But if you put that fertilizer on there right now, it's much too early. Because generally the fertilizer in the weed and feed has too much nitrogen. And what you'll end up with many times is big yellow spots. 
big kind of, we call it canary yellow or legal pad yellow um, because that fertilizer on there has made that grass, the, the roots are still cold, and it's made that grass grow, and it, they, the green has not been able to um, get into the grass yet, so it's too early to um, put the fertilizer on there. So weed and feed fertilizer, you usually use atrazine or dimension or preem. Those are good brand names for the pre-emergence, but always read the label and be sure it fits the grass that you've got. Excellent. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but here's some words of wisdom. Weed and feed is a scam. That's quote unquote from our friend Paul. He is on fire today. Uh, text in 50437 1620. It's a scam. <laughs> Better report it to the BBB. Uh, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Try to squeeze in one more question before we head on over and do the news. Attention hunters, it's time to get better results for your food plots and Barnes Feed Store has what you need to help make your hunting season a success. If you have soil sample results, bring it in and they'll point you in the right direction. Get your bags of pre-mixed seeds or single seeds, deer protein, rice bran, deer candy, and your headquarters for Pennington Rackmaster. Get your food plots right this year. Get over to Barnes Feed Store, a proud Pensacola tradition for over 65 years in Ensland, Old Palafox, and in Molino on Highway 29. Hey Pensacola, it's Judy Lacey with Barberry Plumbing. We want to thank each of you for voting us the 2021 Best of the Bay winner for Best Plumbing Service. But most of all, we want to thank you for putting your trust in us. Being the best comes from having the best team in town that does the job right and with our flat rate pricing system where you know exactly what the job will cost before the work is done. For nearly 50 years, we've been Pensacola's plumber taking care of all your plumbing problems. We are so grateful for being recognized year after year as the best of the Bay in plumbing service by our loyal customers like you. We know you don't need a plumber every day, but when you do, call the best. Barberry Plumbing at 850-477-8782. That's 850-477-8782. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. License number RF11067749. Join Claimology Thursday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Matthew Vanderford with Claimology will be talking about insurance claims. He'll be discussing storms claims as well as the importance of being properly insured prior to a storm and inspections after a storm. Matthew will be taking calls to answer your questions so you'll know what you need before the next storm arrives. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You're listening to The Garden Line. I'm Jenna Barr hanging out with Mike Wiggins. Um, We have a couple, we have several questions actually coming in, and I promise we're going to get to them. Uh, So stay tuned. We're going to get an update with the newsroom, take a little break, uh, and then come back. We'll be back at 935. But our good friend Catherine, good morning, Catherine. She texted in that Saturday, March 19th, mark your calendars right now. We're a month away uh, from the edible plant sale at the Escambia County Extension office. So be there for sure. Edible I, plants. Edible plants. All I'm, are legal. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Um, I, I guess I guess they're gonna sell some citrus. I'm guessing, and maybe some fruit trees. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some um, on March 19th. Maybe some vegetables. Um, yeah. There's all kind of 
plants that fall into that category, and I can imagine it's going to be first rate because I would not, I would think maybe the master gardeners have got a whole lot to do with that, which is a fabulous program at the Escambia Extension Service where you can learn A to Z about gardening and get involved in some community projects. It's really good, and I'm so glad Catherine has notified us that she keeps us informed of what's going on around town, and we appreciate that. She is a very, very valuable listener. Thanks, yes, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Again, that's March 19th. Mark your calendar. And our friend um, Michael, he texted in that he has thousands of weeds all over the place. There's no such thing as a weed-free lawn, so just embrace the weeds. Uh, <laughs> You know, I like the dollar weights, so it's okay. Well, embrace, and, I, and when we come back, I, I want to say something to Michael, too. Okay, okay. excellent. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Go on over and see what's happening. How are you, Mark? You can say something to me, too. My yard is full oh. of everything but grass. As long as it's green. <laughs> I'll just well, be glad it's green, Mark. It's, it's not green yet. <laughs> Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Russian President Vladimir Putin says he's ready for talks with the United States and NATO allies about ways to increase mutual confidence. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says about the Russian troops on Ukraine's border. There are signs from Moscow that uh, diplomacy should continue. This gives grounds for cautious optimism. And he says there's no evidence of de-escalation on the ground, although Russia's defense ministry says some troops are pulling back to their bases. Now, a 21-year-old civil rights activist in Louisville, Kentucky, is charged with the attempted murder of a candidate for mayor at his campaign headquarters. Craig Greenberg, a Democrat who's never run for elected office before, says he and his staff are shaken but safe. Police say one bullet grazed his sweater. It didn't take long for police to track down the suspect, although his motive remains a mystery. Fox's Tom Rigotti. America's listening to Fox News. Thirty-one News Radio 92.3 AM 16.20, 55, mostly sunny. I'm Mark Jacobs. Gas prices edging ever closer to $3.50 a gallon. AAA station survey finds the national average today just under $3.50, rising for the ninth time in the past 10 days. High demand at the pump, crude oil prices above $92 a barrel, fueling the highest gas prices in eight years. Locally, the average in Escambia County this morning, 343, 345 in Santa Rosa County. Federal judge agrees to another delay in the sentencing of a former Florida tax collector whose arrest led to a probe of GOP Congressman Mac Gates. Former Seminole County tax collector Joel Greenberg had been scheduled for sentencing next month. U.S. District Judge Gregory Presnell says postponing the sentencing is in the interest of justice so that Greenberg can continue cooperating with federal prosecutors. Now the WEAR weather forecast. Temperatures quickly warming to the 60s. High today near 66 degrees. Overnight tonight, mostly clear skies, low near 52. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. 55 in Pensacola, 50 in Gulf Breeze, 51 in Milton at 933. Our next news at 10 with breaking news anytime. I'm Mark Jacobs, News Radio 923, AM 1620. 
I'm Jennifer Koshenko with your Money Now. Stocks are sharply higher as investor concerns over Ukraine ease with the Dow Industrials up 356. The Nasdaq up 215. The S&P 500 up 51. It's going to be a banner year for weddings and an expensive one. An anticipated 2.5 million weddings, the most since 1984, are expected to take place in the U.S. in 2022. And with high demand for event planners, DJs, florists, and photographers, wedding costs are expected to soar 10 to 15 percent. The average cost for a wedding will be $27,000, up from $24,000 pre-pandemic. An environmental conservation group and two dozen outdoor recreation companies, including Patagonia, REI, and the North Face, say they will boycott the outdoor retailer trade show if it's moved from Denver back to Salt Lake City, accusing Utah's leaders of trying to chip away at protections for national monuments and public lands. That's your Money Now. And now with a step back in the archives of Pensacola News, here's John Appleyard. February the 15th, 1862, in Austin's Tavern, downtown Pensacola, Confederate States of America. This is News Radio 1620. And now also on FM 92.3. Newsmen have just been addressed here by General Braxton Bragg, City Councilman and Mayor Booby, to gain the gist of some very sobering news. The General reported that he is in receipt of orders to begin at once the movement from Pensacola of the approximately 8,000 Southern troops now stationed here to active fronts probably in Mississippi and Lower Tennessee. He summarized by reminding us that battle action in those areas has not been going well for the South, while the troops here see little opportunity to successfully overcome federal forces in Fort Pickens. The orders received here have been for rapid movement, but Bragg, hearing the appeals from men here uh, locally, agreed with Bobby, Councilman Jingles, and Gonzalez that time must be allowed for local residents to make plans of their own, which may be to try and relocate to join family or friends in, well, in Mississippi, Alabama, or Georgia. This is John Appleyard for News Radio 1620. You know more about what matters in your life because you listen to the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr. 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. He rocks in the treetop all the day long. Hey, good morning. You're listening to The Garden Line. I'm Jenna Barr. Mike Wiggins is standing by. He's ready to rock and roll. Uh, 850-437-1620. We were talking about embracing the green the weeds in your yard um yeah michael it, yeah michael called us didn't he michael said he just has nothing but weeds just to embrace it it's real interesting my friend mike robertson in his book which is landscaping in, in north florida says that chemicals can only help with 10 percent of the weed problem in your yard i'm not totally sure of that percentage very interesting but the, the premise of, of his theory is that um Chemicals aren't going to do it all. It's, it's the cultural practices of your yard are what's going to make the difference. That is that grass growing in the sun? Are you mowing it at the right height? Are you watering it according to the proper schedule and according to what the weather is? Are you putting the right fertilizer? Um, that type of thing. All those, all those practices are going to make 
you have a successful lawn. Plus, one other thing about Michael, this time of year, if you look out in your yard, you've got uh, probably a lot of weeds from the poana, the annual bluegrass. Um, you've got henbit. You've got weeds like that, which are winter weeds, early, early spring weeds, if you will, and the heat of the late spring and summer, they're going to go away. They'll come back next year probably, but in the long term, in your summer lawns, what you're shooting for is your um, May, June, July, August, September yards looking really good. Many of those weeds are going to be affected by the heat, and they're going to go away. You've got to worry about your summer weeds, the ones we talked about a minute ago, the um, dollar weed, um, the Florida pusley, a lot of those weeds you've got to be concerned about. So that's why we put that pre-emergence on. And um, a lot of the weeds that Michael may be experiencing could easily be affected adversely by the heat um, and go away or disappear for the summer. Okay. Oh, hey, here, here's a, a, a question. We've, I've never gotten when I've been here. Uh, so <laughs> I this may not, is I may not have either. Okay. So around what date and which products do you use to kill off all your grass in preparation to place new sod? Great question. A great question. Um, I know of only one chemical that one can use that kills it all. Um, and this is one you need to research and, of course, make your own decision whether you're going to use it or not. It's been, there's been some controversy. That, of course, is Roundup. And here's the deal on Roundup. Roundup is a systemic chemical in that it works through the foliage into the root and kills the root and all, which is what you want if you're trying to kill everything. But here's the trick. You do not want to use Roundup now because it simply won't work. It's got to have be applied to actively growing foliage. In other words, grass that's, that's growing, and, um, and that's the only way it's going to work because you've got to have that growing plant for it to translocate those chemicals to the root. Exactly. So that's what you need to do. And it's good for um, broadleaf weeds. It's, it's very good for, um, uh, for grassy weeds, if you will. And that's what you need to do if you're going to try to kill it all. Um, the literature always said you can probably plant very shortly after you do Roundup. I always said um, go ahead and apply it. Um, then see what comes back. And then do it again. And then do your sodding or sprigging or plugging or whatever you're going to do with your lawn so that's that's where I that's where I would go with it but I do want you to do your research on that particular chemical to um, see um, if that's exactly what you want to use but other than that I don't know of anything other than this is manual label here getting a tiller working over the yard raking it out raking it some more that that is always what I've said if you're going to do your soil preparation to put a, a vegetable garden or a lawn in preparation is 90% of the battle um, putting the grass down is not that big a deal but getting it ready is a big deal and um, time consuming and hard work but um, the tiller is probably another option to chemicals that's yeah a little that's a little extra work but I, I do like that trying to stay away from chemicals is kind of good i think it's good for you too uh 850-437-1620 here is a picture i pulled up for you mike 
our friend here received it as a gift and they were told it was some form of pepper plant. They're little baby peppers you know, you that know, are growing. You, it, it really does. You know what it looks a bit like, the foliage of the peperomia, which is, Ooh. some people use that as a houseplant. I may be wrong here, but it, uh, that's exactly what, uh, which is the peperomia, which is a houseplant, which is in the family of peppers. There's no question about that. And as a matter of fact, um, I can't remember who gave them the award, but the peperomia, we talked about this while you were gone, was the house plant of the year. Oh, um, I, I, once again, I don't know who gave them the award, but that's they, they got it. So I, this may be kin to that. Um, I think um, it's called a peperomia. Look, look that up and see what you see. Peperomia. Peperomia. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's really good. Here, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna a uh, peperomia. P e p e r o m i a. Right. Oh, right. It's called a radiator plant. Radiator plant. Okay, I don't know why. <laughs> You just cook it by your radiator? I, guess I don't so. know. Do I we have know. radiators in Florida? That I should be know. illegal. It's too hot yeah, here. But, <laughs> but you can see, Jenna, on, on on your computer how it does look a little bit. The foliage looks a little bit like the oh. peperomia. Oh, it does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. But you, you see those little, whatever, whatever that growth is of peppers. I thought they were tomatoes. So this is I'm why sure you're here the, yeah, and I'm not running this show. Well, I don't, I don't know either. It's little, I don't know what that is. That's little red dots red little speckles <laughs> speckles on it, so. uh here's another question um when oh let's uh stay on top of this this sod let's keep the sod talk going uh can i put sod down where roundup was applied last spring yes yes um yes you can do that um that's been plenty of time um no no problem there and that's that's one thing that's good about roundup is that as opposed to a lot of your other what we call in the business non-selective weed killers, which kill everything. This does not sterilize, Roundup does not sterilize the soil. Now, if you had asked me, Mike, what should I use to kill weeds along a fence line? I'd say use brush killer, which like Roundup kills everything, but it will sterilize the soil for a period of time. Roundup, um, that's one of the great qualities of it, is that it does not sterilize the soil and you can plant very soon after you apply it. Okay, very good. Um, here's another question rolling in, 850-437-1620. We're also going to play some trivia here, uh, and I have a surprise for you, Mike. I found the answer to the question you were asking me off air, wink, wink, so here's a little suspense for <laughs> well, you. Well, you, you got to answer. Around. What a shame. Um, <laughs> You're cheating. You cheated. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about azaleas before um, and how we're seeing them kind of pop up all over, and uh, somebody was asking, is it okay to plant azaleas now, or when should we plant azaleas? Oh, it's a great time to plant azaleas. Great time. There you great go. Great time to plant azaleas right now. Get them, you know, and get them in your landscaping. Be sure they're healthy. Obviously, I mean, this is an obvious answer to that. Do not, once you plant them, prune them back. A lot of people, when they plant a lot of plants, they'll prune them back and shape them up um, in according to where they're being planted in their landscape. But for azaleas, you don't want to do that. Because azaleas, of course, have their they set their buds last year, generally in July or August. So they are getting ready to bloom. So if you want to enjoy your blooms, don't prune them back. Now, you could prune them back, but you'd probably lose all your color this year. But, yes, this is a great time to plant them. But let me say this. Um, always when you plant an azalea, when you take it out of that pot, examine the root system. If it's all wound around and it's kind of a mat, don't, you know, be sure that you score the roots. 
kind of rip them out with your gloves or get a knife and cut it or do whatever you have to do to loosen up those roots because if not, um, you could have some long-term problems with that azalea, no doubt mm. about it. What happens is that mat is so thick around that root ball that the moisture can't get into it. It just kind of, this isn't very scientific, kind of bounces off. And so all the water is just coming into the top of the plant, and generally that's not enough, especially when we get into the hot summer. So score those roots. And that really applies to almost every plant, quite frankly. But azaleas are the worst about getting root bound in the pot. Score the roots. That's score another T-shirt right there. Write it down. There you go. Uh, somebody texted in, our friend Tracy, um, have you ever seen wild azaleas blooming this early? And to be honest, Tracy, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a wild one and a domesticated one. I don't know what you're talking about. Wild, wild azaleas are cool. They, um, they, they'll go dormant on you. They'll go dormant really? on you. Yeah, and then they'll bloom. They're kind of A lot of them have little oranges. What blooms, color? Yeah, I was going to say orange-ish. what color. Yeah, I've never and, seen and, an orange and azalea. Really, now, I'm, I, you know, looking outside when we talk about the iris blooming yeah. and all that, you know, I, I'm really not surprised as we're getting into probably late February, early March, that some of these um, dormant plants, um, like like the wild azaleas, have some blooms on them. Right. A little early, but it wouldn't totally surprise me. Okay. I've seen a lot uh, in our neighborhood, and it's um, they're blooming all over the place. Right. So I, I'm enjoying it. We like a little pop of color while it's cold. Oh, you bet. Uh, 850-437-1620. we got to take another quick break, but get those questions in for Mike. You're listening to The Garden Line on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Have you been thinking about selling your house? If you want the most money, it's time to reach out to Christina Leavenworth with the Leavenworth team. Hey, it's Andrew McKay for Christina Leavenworth and the Leavenworth team at Leaven Rinky Realty. She and her team are here to get you top dollar for your home. Plus, let me tell you a little secret. Christina is the only agent that will guarantee her performance. She'll sell your house in less than two weeks or she'll write you a check for $5,000. She'll put that in writing. And right now, she has so many home buyers ready to buy She simply doesn't have enough houses to sell. So if you have a house and you've been contemplating whether now is the right time to sell, Christina might have a perfect buyer for you now. Give her a call, 850-723-9158. Call Christina Leavenworth and the Leavenworth team at Leaven Rinky Realty and get more money. 850-723-9158. That's 850-723-9158. At Beret Jewelers, we didn't just build a new jewelry store. We created a second home. A place to celebrate life, love, and happiness. A place to invite friends, to talk, to play, to learn. A place to bring the kids, relax, catch the game, and toast life's greatest moments. Welcome to Beret Jewelers, Pensacola's home for fine jewelry. Newsmaker interviews with Brian Kilmeade. Money talk on The Ramsey Show. No more because you hear the best variety of national talk every weekday on News Radio 923 AM 1620. 
You're listening to The Garden Line on News Radio 92.3, AM 1620. We've got a bunch of texts coming in, but before we get to the text, and we've got a caller on hold, uh, you wanted to ask me a question, Mike. Oh, your trivia question? Yeah. Okay. You ready to go? I'm going to ask you, I'm going to start out with the, the hard one. What is the edible berry on a plant called Solandrum lycopersicum? What is the edible berry of a plant? Oh boy, that's the, like the real real word? That's the real Latin name for this particular like plant. Like a raspberry? Nope. Nope. Okay, second part of the question, because you're going to answer it now. What is the state vegetable of New Jersey? Oh, it's a tomato. I know that you much. Got it. And I also you got know it. the state it's fruit. It's, a, it's the blueberries. <laughs> so I got it. Okay. All right. We're not going to have time today. But um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about tomatoes. It's obviously too early, you know, about April 1st is a good time to plant them. But I do think we need to talk about soil preparation, getting ready for our tomatoes, and maybe some of the varieties that um, you may want to choose in order to plant so many it's probably it was the most popular vegetable plant people plant all over america and there's so many different plants out there that you can choose from um some are better than others so we'll, we'll get to that maybe maybe next week or the week after we'll talk about that as we get closer to april 1st Oh, yes. And uh, I love some Jersey tomatoes. Let me let me tell you um, real quick before we go to some more text on the line. We're going to try to get through to every single one. Uh, one of them was saying, like, what can I do? My neighbor's big tree has these roots. They're growing into my yard real quick on that note. Mike and I both talked about that. And the best thing to do, talk to your neighbor and then maybe try to come to some kind of conclusion with it uh, and then talk to the, maybe the city to see what they can do with zoning and property lines because we don't right. want to start a war on the garden line oh no but if, it, if it's a, a tree on the property line on your neighbor and the tree is on your proper neighbor's property right i i'd be quite frank with you i'm not sure what the solution is going to be there yeah you gotta oh, well, be so what are you going to do how are you going to get rid of all those if it's a if it's a, a smaller tree you might be able to control the roots but if it's an old 40-foot red maple there's not much one can do. Sure. You just can't do it. And here's a quick question. Maybe we can answer this quickly. Uh, when watering your lawn right now, what's a good schedule, uh, watering time, and the duration of time? Right. Good, that's another good question. I think we've had enough cycles of rain where I don't really think you need to water any right now. I really don't. Now, look for the signs in your yard. Even though it's dormant, if you walk through the yard and you leave footprints and all of that, um, you may want to water. But I'd be quite frank with you. I would continue to watch the weather. We're going to have a, supposedly a lot of rain on Thursday and some rain next week. Mm -hmm. So I think I would just sort of cool it for now. Um, I really wouldn't do it. And as we get into next week and the week after, we can talk more about how to kind of ratchet up that schedule of watering. But okay. right now, I think you're probably okay to stand pat okay and another really quick question then we're going to hop over to our phone line um a five foot tall satsuma tree is right now a good time to plant it or when is a good time to plant it it's in a pot right now it's in a pot okay yes this is a great time to plant it but keep in mind we are here in february um if we could get really nailed with some cold weather in march if you want to be conservative and safe i would wait to the end of March, then plant it. Okay. Now, if you can plant it, of course, you're going to plant it in the full sun, and we get down into the 
low 20s, you're going right. to have to protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is it a citrus, but also it'll be newly planted. So I, I think since if it's in a pot and if it's healthy, I'd leave it out in the sun and then just, just wait, you know, 30 days or so and then put it in the ground. But but real quick, on a lot on your landscaping plants now, those that are not that sensitive to the cold, this is a great time to plant. Okay, very good. Hey, we're going to jump on over to our phone line. Who are we talking to this morning? Nobody. Nobody. All right, well, we'll try again in just a moment. What, 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 did, Jim, what did Jimmy Buffett say? <laughs> if the phone doesn't ring, it's me. <laughs> Remember. Talking to myself. Um, okay, we're, we are about to go take an, another break, and uh, we'll try the phone line again in just a moment. But, um, Mike, this is a word that I don't know. It looks like uh, R A N U N C U L U S. Ranunculus. Ranunculus. Ranunculus is, is a bulb. Okay. A bulb that you plant in the fall that comes up in the spring okay um it may be if you've got if you've got some you might get by go ahead and planting them right now it's some people call it a minor bulb because it's a smaller bulb a much smaller than a a daffodil or a tulip or a hyacinth but it's it's really will do well here but really probably should have been planted in um november december um, for spring blooming. But here we are in February. Give it a shot. You don't have to plant it too deep. Remember our rule, two and a half times the diameter. But um, if, you got, if you've got it at home, plant it. See what happens. Okay. All right. We're going to try the phone line one more time. We have Terry from Navarre. Terry, what's your question hey. for Mike real quick? Hey, Terry, good morning. Hi, good morning. I've got a question. Um, I put in some beautiful plants last year out in the front of my yard, uh, a few hibiscus bushes, and they bloomed through the summer beautifully. Well, I didn't keep them warm, let's say, over the the cold uh, freeze here. And also, hostess, is it still savable? Because it looks awful. Well, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of a tough question, but I'm going to say yes. And if it's got cold damage, do nothing. A lot of people have experienced cold damage on many plants this winter. Um, did maybe, maybe didn't kill them, but knocked them back and just make them, like you say, looked awful. Wait. Wait till we get into, oh my goodness, into um, late March, early April, and then you can see what the damage is, and then you can cut them back. And um, I wager you're going to be okay. Um, it just depends on if we get hit with another extreme cold. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Terry, thank you for your call. Uh, we got to wrap things up this morning. When we come back, uh, do pineapple plants do okay in the ground? Can I put a large one from a pot in the ground? So we'll have that answer for you after these messages. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620-923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. 
Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Here are the News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30-day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 are non-transferable, non-redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30-day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio92.3.com. We are wrapping things up this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins for the Garden Line. Got to almost everybody's question. Uh, we were talking about pineapples, and then somebody texted in about hibiscus. So, real quick, let's answer the pineapple question. Well, pineapples, um, it's um, you know, we need to live in Hawaii to, yeah. <laughs> to really, it too hot really go on well here. Right. But, um, but keep, if it's in a container, leave it in the container for a while and enjoy it. I think it's it's fun to grow. It's kind of a novelty, no doubt about it. Okay, and then last five seconds, when do we cut back hibiscus? Well, you can cut back hibiscus almost any time, but it's like all these other plants we've been talking about. I think I would wait, and then that way you can see how far to cut it back in the spring, and you can tell how far, because if you scratch the bark and it's green, you don't want to cut back that far. Okay. So right now you don't know um, how much damage. So kind of follow our rules. Don't cut them back now. Don't really cut back anything. All now. right. Hey, tune in next week at 9 a.m. We're going to have a special edition of The Garden Line with Mike, Paul, and me. All we'll right. We'll see you then. What fun. News talk.